At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is AJ Brown, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Week 11 edition of the RosterWatch.com Tradecast. My name is Byron Lambert, and this is the final episode of this year's series. And, of course, what we want to do now with trade deadlines approaching is we are looking directly ahead towards the end of the season, towards the fantasy football playoffs. You guys have heard me talk about it in recent weeks. We are front-loading our starting lineups with as much player equity as we can and we're trying to create an absolute monster on our starting lineup so we want to create the most cartoonish formidable starting lineup with all of the best performers elite players biggest names of fantasy football as uh, we look ahead as trade deadlines are nearing here either on the 20th in most leagues or sometime right after the thanksgiving holiday uh, so we'll want to operate with a little bit of foresight here. And we've spent so much time this season being opportunistic. That's what m- the majority of our mandate has been on this season, is to be opportunistic, trying to sell high, trying to buy low, looking for artificial moments to purchase on good players, taking advantage of other teams and their circumstances in your league. Well, now that we are up against it in our trade deadlines, it's time to make a major shift in our strategy on the trade market. And now we aren't simply being opportunistic anymore. Now we're actually just flat out targeting players that we want to acquire. Uh, Again, we're not necessarily looking to buy low at this point. Uh, We're simply looking to buy on a lot of these guys because we want to arm up. We want to nuclearize our starting lineups for the home stretch uh, here in our regular seasons in fantasy and also as we look ahead towards the fantasy playoffs and on towards 
a fantasy football championship. And of course, as I've explained in recent episodes, this also means that if we've accumulated the assets to do so and we're not necessarily looking just to buy low anymore, we are now targeting, uh, that means we're willing to quote-unquote overpay at this point if we're in the position to do so, to bring home the best players we possibly can uh, for our starting lineups. And it also means that because we're targeting at this juncture, we are going to do things a little different on this final episode of the season. We are going to start with the buy side of the Week 11 Fantasy Football Trade Market because, again, this is now just putting the guys in the crosshairs that we want to acquire, and then let's work out how we're going to get that done on the back end. A lot of the guys I'm going to mention here are big names, Uh, Big-time fantasy football players, I got a whole lot of them. It's a great crop of elite fantasy players who attempt to pursue here down the stretch through the trade market. But please remember that uh, there could be other people, other targets that I don't name in this episode. And the best way to think about that is, you know, what are the big names in fantasy football? So if you're going through your league and – Maybe there's a guy that you really want that wasn't mentioned here. You know, just just think, is, is that one of the big names in fantasy football? If so, it's certainly somebody worth targeting, even if they've been performing well lately or not a buy low, and uh, we have to quote-unquote overpay for them. So, all right, Roster Watch Nation, let's hop right into the buy side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market right here on the rosterwatch.com tradecast. Again, I'm Byron Lambert. And this is the final episode of this year's Tradecast series. It's been an absolute joy having you guys join me all season long. I I love seeing the fallout from uh, the weekly trade market over in the comments section of rosterwatch.com. And um, I wish you guys great success the rest of this season. Well, let's begin with the running back portion of the buy side of the Week 11 Fantasy Football Trade Market. Again, we're going after the big fish here, guys. We want Apex Predators in our starting lineups here as we uh, head down the stretches. This is really represents our final opportunity to make big moves on the trade market, to get the guys we want, to get rid of the guys that we're tired of hassling with. So first and foremost on the running back side, we will begin with Alvin Kamara. He's definitely a high-priority target on the fantasy football trade market, a guy that we want to acquire rest of season. Alvin Kamara has three away games and four home games from now until the end of the year. It's kind of a mixed bag in terms of his uh, strength of schedule. He is expected to hopefully play this week in a good matchup with Philadelphia, but there is a little uncertainty there. Clearly, Mark Ingram looks good. The recent acquisition of Mark Ingram is Made Camara owners maybe a little bit nervous. He walked right into 14 touches two weeks ago on a significant snap count. So, you know, there are some question marks surrounding Alvin Kamara, but oftentimes that's what creates a buying opportunity. We don't have perfect information on any of these guys. A lot of this is about calculated risk, and we're we're willing to go down guns a-blazing with Alvin Kamara on our side, and I would certainly recommend that uh, you at least investigate doing the same. Aaron Jones, spoken about him frequently on this year's trade cast, especially the last month as concerns have been emerging about A.J. Dillon's role in the offense. As Alex likes to say, it appears that the Packers were starting to put the snow tires on for the late season uh, 
weather changes up there in Green Bay. Aaron Jones expected to miss one to two weeks now with the sprained MCL. Fortunately, it's only one to two weeks. It could have been much longer, but we must remember Aaron Jones has a bye in week 13. So technically, I think this could be this could be two, three weeks easy for Aaron Jones, meaning you're not going to get him until the very end of the fantasy football regular season or for your fantasy football playoffs. Again, Aaron Jones' manager is very, very antsy right now. They're not all necessarily winning teams. I think there's a lot of teams on the bubble that roster Aaron Jones and are wondering whether they can absorb this mistime at this juncture. If you're a team in position to capitalize on that, I absolutely suggest that you do. Aaron Jones will take our chances down the stretch uh, as that offense hopefully comes back together uh, after kind of this slow game last week against Seattle where both Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson were uh, returning from hiatus. Nick Chubb, running back, Cleveland Browns, getting word today that he actually is still on the COVID-19 list and it's unclear whether he is actually set to return in week 11 like everybody had assumed he's vaccinated so it looked like he was on a kind of a fast track to get back involved here but again this cloud of uncertainty creates an excellent purchasing opportunity for us there's also uh Kevin Stefanski coming out and saying that Kareem Hunt will not be active this week look I don't expect Kareem Hunt to have much of an impact the rest of the fantasy season at all Um, I've suffered that injury that he had it was a nasty one uh, you saw it took Michael Gallup, what, eight, nine weeks to come back to, from that thing, and he walked off the field in week one. So I just think you get a cream hunt back. Uh, I, I would be surprised if it's going to be anytime soon. I'm not sure how effective he can be when he does return, but once again, I think that is another layer or another element or aspect here that contributes to a little bit of a haze around Nick Chubb's value right now. We saw Dearness Johnson pop again big this last week are pretty big you know he was kind of like a chalk play in DFS we had pretty decent returns there and of course you know he looks good and you wonder if he's worked his way into that rotation whether cream hunt returns or not and you know certainly if you looked at the underpinnings of Nick Chubb's production a few weeks ago before COVID uh, in the post cream hunt portion of the season uh he still only did have 16 touches on a 59 percent snap count which is in many ways similar to kind of how we've always seen Nick Chubb used in this combo backfield in Cleveland. And in recent times, you know, that said, he still put up that absolute fantasy monster. It was like 160 yards. Uh, what was that, week nine, I believe. But again, if his owners are looking into the numbers, they could be a little bit scared about that timeshare. I just think this, we've been talking about Nick Chubb for a few weeks here. He's one of my favorite players to try to land on the trade market before the deadline expires. And just absolutely one of the best. He may be the best running back in football. It's between him and Jonathan Taylor with Derrick Henry out. Those are the two best running backs in all of football. Um, This is the time of year you would expect Cleveland to really try to hammer uh, the ball rest of season. Once again, it's not perfect information. It doesn't look like a perfect situation, but that creates some availability for here for Nick Chubb on the trade markets. And uh, we think he is one of the most powerful players in all of fantasy, and we'll do everything we can. We'll do everything in our power to obtain Nick Chubb on the fantasy football trade market before deadlines pass this next week, and we'd recommend that you attempt to do the same. Saquon Barkley, it does appear he will return this week in Week 11. 
So we'll kind of have to see what that means on your fantasy football trade markets. He has a pretty decent schedule rest of season. His buy is in the rearview mirror. But of course, Barkley, one of the big names in all of fantasy, looking to return. Devontae Booker has a bit of a hip injury. I think his owners could be in trouble. So there could be an opportunity here. Again, even if you have to overpay for Saquon Barkley, who cares at this point? You're going to feel like an absolute king going into your fantasy playoffs with him on your team. Cordero Patterson. Looks like he may not play this week. Got a little banged up. Finally had the down game everybody's been worried about on the limited volume. But really, who doesn't? Even the guys with big volume have down games. Sometimes that came home to roost a little bit for Cordero. I think we still have plenty of information on the season. We're not concerned about that. His buy is in the rearview mirror. It is a bit of a mixed bag, rest of season, strength of schedule for Cordero. But as I analyze the remaining opponents, I don't think it's a schedule that lends itself to Mike Davis being able to do much damage, which, of course, ultimately results in Cordero Patterson being the guy that you want in that backfield. I like him. I like him if you can buy him, if you can get a hold of him. Imagine if you go into the playoffs with Cordero Patterson as a flex the way he's been playing this year. He's a perfect flex on that volume profile. That's really where you want to have him. If I could trade for Cordero Patterson coming off of a a miserable week with some injury concerns surrounding him now, with owners who are already a little bit concerned about his overall profile, if I could get the right deal on Cordero Patterson, bring him home as a flex player for my fantasy football squad, for my starting roster in fantasy football the rest of the season, I'd absolutely be delighted to do so. So we continue here on the running back side, the buy side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market. We have made the mandate here to trace the biggest fish, the biggest names, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Those are all players we want to get Uh, hyper-focused on obtaining on our fantasy football trade market here this week or before our deadlines pass in the next, uh, let's say, 10 days or so in most leagues. Uh, I have mentioned them. Those are our number one priority. But I did want to put a couple of little bit lower-tier guys on here just in case you're in a different situation. Maybe you're trying to bring a few guys back uh, for cheaper for some reason. Uh, Maybe you just have a different situation. Maybe these it's a different set of players that are available in your league. Um, a, a couple, a notch or two below, maybe a couple notches below the real big fish. A couple of guys I still think we can take a look at on the buy side this week. Daryl Henderson of the Los Angeles Rams. Coming off of a down game, a couple of games that have created a little more concern about his split with Sony Michelle in recent weeks. The Rams have a week 11 buy. I think when you look into it, a lot of his lack of production this last week could come to that uh could have been the result of the game script just getting totally out of hand against these 49ers still he's encountered a little turbulence recently he is heading into a week 11 by i think daryl henderson is still pretty clearly the lead guy there with a nice i'd call it a pretty decent strength of schedule the rest of season again We're really targeting the big names, but if for whatever reason you need some options that are kind of a rung or two below and you want to make deals in your league, I think Daryl Henderson is a running back that if you can afford to get along without him this week on his bye, 
Oh, again, that what much like Cordero Patterson, how would nice would it be if Daryl Henderson was one of your flex players going into the fantasy football playoffs? A guy I think you can do something similar with for way, way cheaper. He is a longer-term stash, but again, if you're able to have the luxury to kind of look long-term at who would be a pretty cool flex option here down the stretch, I certainly think Chase Edmonds of Arizona Cardinals can be had for peanuts right now with the way that James Conner's turned turned it on, and clearly Edmonds is injured right now. He's tentatively expected to make a return in week 14. He wasn't really getting in the end zone, but I really liked how he was used as a weapon, and most of his production, especially in PPR, was pretty respectable this season. So once again, I think Chase Edmonds could be a really nice flex play during your fantasy football playoffs where he has a nice schedule against the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, would not be a bad spot to flex Chase Edmonds down the road. And once again, I think you could get him for a couple of the trash man's wooden nickels. Over on the wide receiver side of the buy side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market, this is my number one trade target of the week. It's a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. A.J. Brown, absolutely one of our favorite players in the league. Uh, Had a down week this last, uh, I think it's been a couple of down weeks now for A.J. Brown. We know Julio Jones is out of the picture for a little while. No Derrick Henry there. It feels like all roads should lead to A.J. Brown in that offense. It hasn't really uh, bared itself out the last uh, couple of weeks. And again, you're not going to get A.J. Brown on the cheap, but I think his value is certainly not at its highest right now. And he's a guy that's in a great situation, not only circumstantially there on his own team, but when you look at uh, his playoff strength of schedule, he gets Pittsburgh, San Francisco, and Miami. A.J. Brown has got a really, really attractive fantasy football uh, schedule uh, for the playoffs. We do need to keep in mind that even though he has a pretty good matchup with Houston this week, uh, he does have a week 13 bye looming uh, here a few weeks from now. So maybe depending on when your trade deadline expires, uh, you may want to look at when the best timing would be to try to make a pitch for A.J. Brown. I happen to think uh, the time is pretty good right now and there's no reason to sit on the sidelines. So I am highly recommending that each and every one of you Uh, pursue A.J. Brown in your fantasy football trade market. I think you'll thank me. Here's one I talked about going after the biggest names and you're not necessarily going to get uh, any kind of deal on them. It's kind of like just go out after these guys with almost reckless abandon if you have the assets to do it. And right right beneath A.J. Brown is Devontae Adams. Wide receiver Green Bay Packers. He hasn't had a monster output in fantasy since week five. Can you believe it? Devontae Adams, one of the best fantasy players in recent history, recent memory. He hadn't had a monster game since week five. It's been really kind of tumultuous. You get Aaron Rodgers back, you think you're going to have a big game. It was a respectable game, but it wasn't a big game. And now it feels like it's almost been three lost weeks for Devontae Adams owners in a row. We're hearing Aaron Rodgers is missing practice right now. I'm not sure that there's real concern there. Uh, he does have a week 13 by looming. So again, you won't get a real cheap deal on Devontae Adams. 
but I don't care at this point of the season because we're not looking to necessarily be just opportunistic. We're targeting players, and I actually think it's a little bit of a combination of those circumstances with Adams. He's clearly the kind of guy you would absolutely want to target, and there are a few developments here that um, maybe make him a little bit more of a ripe option than he would usually be. I really like the fact that the last three out of four games – in the fantasy season, including the playoffs this year, are home games for the Green Bay Packers. I would highly suggest that each and every one of you go investigate what is going on with Devontae Adams in your league. I don't think there's a bigger move that you could make, uh, a higher upside move that you can make, and I'm willing to push all my chips in and live with the results. And I have a hunch if you make a move for Devontae Adams, he's going to pay off big for you when it counts. Speaking of big, it's one of our favorite just monsters, beasts of a man on the fantasy football field. A former teammate of the aforementioned A.J. Brown, one of the greatest pro days in scouting history that I was able to attend at Old Miss a few years ago. D.K. Metcalf, just a, I mean, just an absolute freak of nature. One of my favorite players in the entire league. With coming off this stinker this last week in this Packers Seahawks game that really screwed a lot of people up, but you gotta like where things are headed. Seattle has the buy in the rearview mirror. You know Russell Wilson is going to he's going to get back into form here pretty quickly after the hand surgery. The Seahawks have a pretty good schedule rest of season. DeAndre Hopkins. We've discussed time and time again this year DeAndre Hopkins and all the concerns associated with his fantasy profile. Still he's one of the biggest names in all of fantasy. People are way down on him at this point. He's been missing time. He's been injured. The Cardinals have a Week 12 bye on the horizon. I think there's a lot of opportunity here with DeAndre Hopkins. I think you should have go into it with proper expectations that he just doesn't have the profile that he's had in previous years this year for a number of reasons. Uh, that said, like, that's a guy you'll go to war with. That's a guy you want to go to battle with, DeAndre Hopkins. I'll take my chances because a couple things could happen. He could come in and still be a pretty darn good player for you. But, you know, what we're looking for here, we want these nuclear options that could have upside in any given scenario. And in in a given week, even though it's been a down year for Hopkins, he has massive, you know, fantasy winning upside. And this is a guy, you could slide him into your wide receiver three, your wide receiver two, your flex. What an absolute boon that would be. And the Cardinals have a solid fantasy football playoff schedule. I mentioned it for Chase Edmonds, and I'll mention it for DeAndre Hopkins. I think these are a couple of sneaky Cardinals to go after, maybe with a little bit of tempered expectations. Maybe they're a little bit of a stash, but guys that really could pay off for you down the stretch. Folks, as we continue on the buy side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market, we are knee-deep in big-name wide receivers right now. The type of nuclear options that can go absolutely gigantic in any week and put you over the top for a fantasy football championship and you got to put Amari Cooper's name in that bucket you guys know how we feel about Cooper a very boom bust player we of course think CD Lamb and we've said for a long time is the best wide receiver on that team and clearly the future there in Dallas but a lot to love about the Dallas offense we also know that Amari Cooper absolutely has the potential to go bananas and win you an entire week those are the guys we want especially like you know wide receiver two wide receiver three a flex look the cowboys have a buy in the rearview mirror 
They got a good schedule ahead. I think we've gotten a couple of mediocre performance here from Amari. He almost seems due. If you are familiar with the way he's produced in the past, I know that we can't really, uh, you can't use that as a form of rationale. And when it comes to t- statistics and probability, saying that anybody is due, you're never due to flip heads or due to flip tails. Um, but, uh, you know, there is, there is a lot of history with Cooper. And, uh, you know, with the mediocre games, eventually come the absolute monsters. And he could have two of those in store for you in the fantasy football playoffs where the Cowboys will face the Washington football team twice at the most critical juncture of your season. It's the dream matchup for fantasy wide receivers. It's the best thing you could ever imagine for your fantasy wide receivers in your fantasy football playoffs is being on the Cowboys and facing the number one matchup in all of fantasy two times at the highest point of the season. Speaking of the Washington football team, Terry McLaurin, a little banged up right now. little banged up right now. We need to keep an eye on that. He really only had one notable game in the last six weeks, Scary Terry. Uh, he's got no bye in front of him. That's good. You know, we clearly we're making that a focus here as if we can, we want guys uh, that have the buys in the rearview mirror, especially if we're like in win-now mode. If it's more of a stash, I think we can live with some of these upcoming buys you need to determine your situation a little bit of a mixed bag strength of schedule rest of season for terry mclaurin uh, but not not unlike amari cooper facing the washington football team twice in the fantasy playoffs terry mclaurin gets the cowboys twice in the fantasy playoffs and look we know trevon diggs has all the interceptions on the season but it really is a dallas secondary that gives up points to fantasy wide receivers terry mclaurin would be a really nice player to add to your squad down the stretch Mike Williams Los Angeles Chargers boy this has been a bipolar season for him simply hasn't been getting the volume lately that uh, that puts a little bit of fear into you where is the regression going to come from if he's not getting that same volume he was getting early season versus Keenan Allen even when he was playing second fiddle in terms of fantasy early in the season he was getting the targets and we knew that would correct itself it's you know, part of me wonders if there's maybe anything wrong with Mike Williams this season on a player that's tended to be banged up over his career and doesn't play the same when he is. You know, that said, I thought he was out there running around pretty damn well this last week. Um, connected to that offense, based on the outburst we saw at the beginning of the season, Mike Williams is a guy uh, that I'm interested in targeting. Again, if I can get him for like my wide receiver two or three or a flex play down the stretch, I think that's pretty nice. Uh, the Chargers have a solid strength of schedule rest of season. He's got Denver twice, who's totally devolved in the secondary, allowing points to fantasy wide receivers. He's got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, KC, the Giants, and Houston. It really is one of the better schedules for wide receivers in all of fantasy football remaining. Uh, we want to see that target volume uptick. There's no guarantees there, but I think Mike Williams is a pretty smart guy to take your chances on down the stretch if you're able to make a move for him uh, before your trade deadline. Antonio Brown, the forgotten man in Tampa Bay recently. He's not forgotten by me, should not be forgotten by you guys, should not be forgotten on the fantasy football trade market. He's been excellent when he's been in. Uh, It's unclear when he's going to return. been a little bit up and down for these Buccaneers lately I think Antonio Brown a really really sharp guy to 
go after. And once again, we're look. If you the theme of this episode is beginning to be like, let's bring home highly respectable, explosive options to our starting lineup and our flex position for the remainder of the season and for our fantasy football playoffs. Certainly, Antonio Brown fits that description, and I think. To a little bit lesser extent, Tyler Lockett also fits that description for the same reasons I outlined for DK Metcalf previously, even though you know I don't think of him in the same class as Metcalf, and he's definitely, you talk about Amari Cooper being boom-bust, Tyler Lockett is, I think, beyond boom-bust. It used to be every other week he had a big game. That hadn't really been the case uh, in recent times with Lockett. It's like a monster and then a few down games, right? So... Um, Hadn't been perfect for Tyler Lockett, but he's the kind of explosive player with a pretty good schedule ahead. That uh, if I could get a hold of him, if I get my if I get my grubby hands on Tyler Lockett for a wide receiver three or a deep flex play rest of season, uh, I'm certainly interested in doing it. All right, folks, let's turn the page now to the sell side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market. Remember. We have kind of migrated from being opportunistic to here uh, in the last days of our fantasy football trade market simply to just targeting folks, almost regardless of price. Clearly, we want to look for ripe opportunities where we can. I just outlined some of those, Uh, but we are targeting. We're targeting big names. That's why I started with the buy side this week because that is our objective is the target. So we needed to know now. We needed to switch gears Not who can we sell high on and who can we go get, throw out all the the window. Let's identify the guys we really want to go hard after and let's find a way to get it done. So I've made a priority to give you the targets. If If there was anybody that I didn't name on the buy side that you believe is a relevant target that's also a big name or an elite performer in fantasy that I did not get to, please, I don't care if they've been buy low, buy high, go have a look at them. If there's somebody like that that may be circumstantially available in your league, I certainly encourage you uh, to get aggressive and do your due diligence and go after those folks. Um, So what I want to kind of uh, do on the sell side is I want to break this down. Look, if we're going to go after the big names, uh, we've got to have some pretty good ammunition to go after those dudes with. So this is a pretty large sell side. I've kind of tried to break it down into different tiers of players. Again, some of these guys may not be sell high. Some of them just might be just sells because you want to use them as ammunition. You need them as ammunition to go after the big names or uh, just, you know, circumstantially uh, there are some issues that, uh, uh, that, that kind of dictate that we we want to move on from these fellas. And so I think a good place to start is kind of with all the housekeeping, cleaning up, uh, tidying up your roster. Let's see if we can move some of these high-performing, lower-tier players on your league in your league in some of these deals. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, 
engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. A good place to start is with a lot of these backup running backs or quasi-backup running backs. There's a whole bunch of them that had uh, solid contributions in uh, Week 10. And, uh, you know, they may not get anything done on their own, but they could be the kind of player that if you throw them on top of a deal, uh, even if you have to quote-unquote overpay, maybe these maybe these are some players that can help you clean up your roster, uh Start front-loading that player equity into your starting lineup as we're not as concerned about our bench anymore. And um, they might be the dudes that can help put you over the top. Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he had a decent week this last week, but uh, he's a guy that we would absolutely love to jettison from our fantasy football roster. If there's any way to consolidate him with other players, two, three other players, one, two, three other players, and get your bring home a, a better player or two in return that you can start yes, because that's what we're doing is we're looking for starters at this point just clear starters we don't want the headaches we want as many just simple sit start we want must start players down the stretch Devin Singletary is not one of those we'd certainly be willing to move on from him if you guys listen to the Sirius XM show on Saturday, you heard Alex and I have a lively discussion about Ramondre Stevenson in New England, a guy that we have been paying close attention to all the way back to the Senior Bowl in January. He's been a very interesting evaluation for us at Roster Watch, and I think for the industry, you know, period. You know, one thing I discovered with Stevenson, I think that maybe we didn't factor in enough post-senior bowl, and maybe even post-pro day. The pro day numbers were so bad that I don't care. I mean, those were hard to swallow for Stevenson. But, you know, he didn't look like a real explosive player, even though I thought he had some some niftiness on day one and certainly some three-down capability. He wasn't explosive. That had us concerned at the senior bowl, because that's, you really need to be, you know, having... Um, Having ha, having that uh, that explosive nature is a real real benefit uh, to to these NFL prospects, you know. And I think with Ramondre Stevenson, he's a big dude. He weighs a lot, and I think you know maybe what we should have considered a little more was giving him a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, he didn't look that much more explosive than. Khalil Herbert and some of these other guys out on the football field uh, in Mobile. Uh, uh, but the fact is, he's, he's just a big, heavy guy. So I think that that gives it a little context and maybe explains why Ramondre Stevenson has shown out pretty well in the NFL. Uh, he is kind of a sneaky... He's kind of a kind of a little bit of a sneaky player, right? A little bit of a sneaky prospect, a little bit sneaky productive. I'm it's clearly not a guy that we're married to or love long term, and that's why he's on the sell side of this week's trade market. Ramondre Stevenson coming off a big two touchdown, hundred yard 
effort, four receptions, 5.1 yards per carry. There's a lot of buzz about him right now. Still not a ton of clarity on Damian Harris and his return from concussion, even though we suspect he'll be back this week. Um, If you can get anything, if Ramondre Stevenson brings any value to a trade deal that you are trying to construct, then with reckless abandon, just include him. Get him off your squad. Put him in if that puts you over the top. If that gets you anything in a trade deal, we're willing to part with Ramondre Stevenson while he's got a little marketability. Again, we're talking about let's leverage. Let's let's leverage. Let's capitalize on all these backup running backs that we're really not going to be comfortable going to our fantasy football playoffs with, but that have been performing lately and, and, and realistically may have some value in your league at the moment, especially for teams that are in win-now mode, who are often really good trade targets. Daryl Williams in Kansas City, he's been pretty good. I don't even care that much that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is coming back. Uh, Still, you know, he's been useful, but if you can move on from Daryl Williams and he has any value, especially to somebody in win-now mode in any of these type of deals to go after some of these bigger names we discussed earlier throw him in the deal get rid of darren daryl williams get him off your team bring back somebody that uh has more cachet the same goes for aj Dillon and green bay he's got a lot of buzz right now he can help somebody win right now he's got that backfield to himself for a couple of weeks uh, then they have the buy he's got real value and there's a lot of buzz about aj Dillon in the fantasy community right now i think you can move him i think you can uh, make him an integral part of a deal that you assemble to go after uh, more elite players for your starting lineup as we're nuclearizing our starting uh, rosters for uh, the home stretch and for the fantasy football playoffs here. We're absolutely willing to part with A.J. Dillon if it's going to bring us home a bigger name player. Dearness Johnson, Cleveland Browns, same thing. He may have some viability again this week, especially with uh, still being uncertain what is going on with Nick Chubb and if he will return to the football field uh, for week 11, I'd say while you can, throw Dearness Johnson into a deal. That's not that's that's nothing to sneeze out at this point, getting Dearness Johnson. He has some value in your fantasy football trade market. Why not try to capitalize on it? Mark Ingram, New Orleans Saints. We talked about going after Alvin Kamara. Of course, there could be concerns about that split rest of the season. Uh, we're willing to take our chances. Kamara's just such a high upside kind of guy. He's a He's a... He is a um, heavy-duty ballistics that you would love to have for down the stretch that can really uh, can really take down your opponents in any given matchup. Uh, and so, on the opposite side, Mark Ingram. You know, if we're willing to acquire Alvin Kamara, then I think we're willing to give up Mark Ingram. A couple of good weeks still may have viability this week because it's not totally known yet whether Kamara will return coming off the big game. A lot of buzz. Mark Ingram's got marketability at this moment. Tony Pollard in Dallas had a decent game. We suspected he would get a few more touches this week. Uh, Zeke still seemingly is dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. Now, granted, Zeke had a good fantasy game. It was kind of an inefficient fantasy game. He got the two touchdowns. That was a big part of it. Pollard got some volume. Uh, If he has any, any value... Uh, to anybody I mean he, he's not going to have value to you down the stretch in your fantasy football playoffs he's going to be a guy rotting on your bench be smart try to make something 
again, I always talk about it. It's almost like a f- form of alchemy, the waiver wire, the trade market. Um, you know, you're, you are, you're some, oftentimes taking something that wasn't much before, and uh, you have basically turned them into fantasy gold because you've waited for the right moment, and uh, you've been uh, proactive on your trade market. And I'd say that backup running backs are the quintessential. And whether these guys are, maybe they're not backups. Maybe these guys are 1Bs or 2As, complementary running backs, let's call them. That's the quintessential. uh, That's the the exact type of player that you want to flip for somebody better down the stretch. Uh, I'm going to kind of stick here with some of the lower rung guys. I think we'll look at the sell side in terms of tiers here a little bit. Uh, a couple of wide receivers that have been performing well lately, Jamal Agnew in Jacksonville and Elijah Moore in New York. We got Joe Flacco coming in for New York this week. Corey Davis is back. Elijah Moore, another decent game this last week, still not getting the big volume, still not hadn't cracked 100 yards any contest this week, but a rookie that a lot of people like and has some buzz right now. Jamal Agnew's been on absolute fire in fantasy over the course of the last month, he kind of came out of nowhere. but And he was a waiver wire pickup a few weeks ago. But at this point, like Jamal Agnew, he's not going to really turn heads in your fantasy football league. But he does have value. He has bona fide fantasy value at this point. A lot of people would recognize it. If they look at their game log, if they look at the recent comments about him, I think that they will recognize that and um, for that reason, I think Jamal Agnew is a guy that we can absolutely move on from this week and use him as an asset uh, to go after a bigger name in return. And the same goes for Elijah Moore with the New York Jets. And then I'll mention Robbie Anderson. It's been a horrible season. The whole thing has devolved in Carolina. You know, part of his troubles have just been connected to the overall troubles of that offense. Uh, but he finally had a good game this last week. And now there's a lot of buzz about Cam Newton back in Carolina and Cam Newton getting the start. He was picked up on waiver wires this last day or so. I think there's a little buzz, a little hope surrounding Robbie Anderson right now in fantasy football leagues. Again, he alone isn't going to bring you much. But if he's the kind of third wheel you can throw into a deal that'll put you over the top or add that little extra sliver of value that gets you Get you there, get you where you need to be. Absolutely, Robbie Anderson is a guy that we don't believe in and would rather just get the hell off of our roster at this point uh, for somebody that we trust more. Let's continue on here with the sell side of the Week 11 fantasy football trade market. Kind of, let's call these maybe second tier type running backs. Well, here's a guy that was actually more of a first tier running back. He's devolved a second tier running back, and I have these guys on here because, look, we we started out this episode by going after some big names on the buy side. I mean, you're not going to be able to just fire out the Devin Singletarys and Ramondre Stevensons and Jamal Agnews of the world for those dudes. We're going to have to put we're going to have to put some some real offerings out there. There's got to be some teeth to our offers. There's got to be some name power to these some of these guys. The you know, people giving up the biggest names, they got to feel like they're getting something in return that's respectable that they can sleep at night with and that they feel like they can help them win and I'd say that Antonio Gibson is a terrific example of that. It's been a really bad month for Gibson with the uh fracture in his shin. 
Uh, he's really been a shell of himself. And he snuck in for two touchdowns this last week. Otherwise, it was a really inefficient day, but the fantasy box score looked pretty good. I'm worried about him rest of season. People were talking up J.J. McKissick the last few weeks. I think this is a good time to move on from Antonio Gibson. He's got excellent name value. The recent box score is good. I think he's the type of asset that starts to get you there on one of these bigger names that uh, we would prefer. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon going to the bye in Denver. Look, Gordon's flat out been pretty good. Javante has a lot of hype. Uh, They're even timeshare. It's a headache. Melvin Gordon's been getting the touchdowns. He's really been scoring the touchdowns. That's been a big part of the difference in their recent production between him and Javante Williams. I think the fact is we just know that that's a cannibalistic timeshare. Either of them is really hard to rely on. They're nothing more than kind of low-floor flex plays at this point. I Granted, they have a buy, so they're not going to be at maximum value right now but if I could but they have name recognition and Gordon's been good and Javante people are so excited about because he looks so awesome I think Javante Williams Melvin Gordon two guys we'd be happy to relinquish the headache part with those guys in a deal for a player we like more in return for a big name player we want to we want a mega starting lineup of cartoonish proportions of the biggest names in fantasy football as our trade deadline expires, those are the guys that we are targeting because that's what we were doing here at the end of the season. We are now just simply targeting the players that we want, the big-time players that we want. Use Antonio Gibson. Use Javante Williams. Use Melvin Gordon. Use A.J. Dillon. Use Mark Ingram. Use Elijah Moore. These are names that we can start to get something done with. Josh Jacobs. I think if you're looking for a lesser deal, he could actually be a buy because it's been pretty questionable profile in recent weeks. I actually like the targets that Josh Jacobs has been getting, um, but it hadn't really been good. Uh, he does have his buy in the rearview mirror, pretty solid strength of schedule rest of season. So I, I actually think Josh Jacobs in his, some scenarios could be a little bit of a buy low, and he'd be an interesting guy to bring home as a flex. But on the other hand, if we want to go after big names in fantasy – uh, we got to use some respectable names, and I think Josh Jacobs certainly fits that bill. He's not at the height of his value uh, currently, but could also be a situation where we read the tea leaves and just realize like we're just not going to get what we want out of him the rest of the way, so it might be just better to move on. And he's got the name value that can help us bring uh, back uh, one of the players uh, we prefer in return. Damian Harris, same thing. I think he could be a little bit of a buy in a lesser deal, just given – his absence and Ramondre Stevenson popping and Patriots still have a week 14 buy on the horizon. Uh, he does have a great matchup this week if he is able to return against Atlanta. Um, so I actually, I think Damian Harris could be a little bit of a sneaky buy in a lesser deal. But again, we were going after big names. We're targeting big names. It's going to take some ammunition to get those guys. Think that Damian Harris, while again, his value is not at a maximum, He's been good on the season. Looks like he's probably going to return to a nice matchup this week. Uh, We would certainly just kind of like to relinquish any potential headaches that might result in the recent breakout performance by Ramondre Stevenson. Always a little worried about how Belichick might play that backfield, even though Damian Harris had been like a touchdown god and 
pretty clearly the lead guy uh, uh, up until you know, this last week you know, when he was out due with injury. So hopefully he still maintains marketability and value in your league. And again, even if he's not at his height and it means you've got to overpay a little bit and throw somebody else in there, who cares? Get a couple of these guys together and make a deal happen. I don't care if you've got to get Antonio Gibson and Damian Harris and throw uh, you know, Elijah Moore. Maybe we're going to talk about some bigger names here in a few minutes uh, that you can do that with as well. But certainly I think at this point we're willing to move on from Damian Harris if we can get an elite asset in return. On the, that same tier of player on the sell side of this week's fantasy football trade market, we talked about him last week. We, we said that the window might be open for a week or two, and it certainly stayed open last week if you kept him. Um, hope you don't have too much remorse if you moved on from him last week, but I do believe Devontae Smith in Philadelphia is still a pretty good sell option at this point. Uh, he's got a good matchup this week versus New Orleans, which has really devolved against the fantasy wide receiver. Uh, but it's only six targets a game for Devontae Smith. He's living off of three touchdowns the last two weeks. So don't totally trust anything that's going on in Philadelphia. He's got the name value. He looks good when you watch him. I certainly think Devontae Smith is a marketable asset that you can leverage uh, for an elite asset to upgrade your starting lineup uh, down the stretch. All right, folks, now is when we get to the highest tier of player that I have listed here that uh, they're not necessarily sell high guys. They're not guys that we necessarily even want to sell. They're guys that you sell them if you can go absolutely after the top people in fantasy. Because with these players, you're going to ask, like, the question you have to ask is, who am I trading them for? Can I really upgrade? It's going to be a small layer of players that are upgrade over any of these guys. But again, it's going to take big names to get big names. Uh, you got to pay up, right? Right? Money talks. You're going to have to pay up for these guys. Um, so I wanted to list some big names here. Let's say you wanted to go after Dalvin Cook or a Christian McCaffrey type. Why not use James Robinson? James Robinson, hell, he put up a pretty good week even in limited action this last week. He's been good on the season. There's some things we still are concerned about within Jacksonville, just total volume, the way they call that offense. Some of the game scripts there can get a little bit out of hand. Uh, certainly James Robinson, a good player that we're in no hurry to get rid of, but it's going to take big names to get big names. You want to go after Dalvin Cook in your league, even though he's not really a buy low at the moment? You've just identified that's who you want, or that's a team that's losing that you think is ripe for a trade offer, or you know, again, you've just moved on to other big names. Is that's we don't almost regardless of of what their price tag is, we're we're interested in all big names at this point. Um, use James Robinson to go after Dalvin or Christian McCaffrey. Why not use Najee Harris to go after those guys? I mean, he's been a good fantasy option, right? And who can you upgrade over uh, Najee Harris? It's only a handful of players, but there are some that exist. And I would be, as a Najee manager myself, I'd be more than happy to move on from him if I could get like a Dalvin Cook or one of these guys that I think has more upside on a weekly basis because that's the problem with Najee. He really hasn't had the upside. Uh, It's been an inefficient year really relied on the receptions. The game scripts get wonky there in Pittsburgh. And, you know, as productive as he's been, it's uh, interesting and unsurprising if you've managed him. He's actually been one of the big underperformers this season relative to projections and expectations. He's one of the players that, according to some models, is 
like the uh, he's he's delivered the biggest deficit of points uh, under his his projections this year. So in some ways, he's been left a lot of meat on the bone. Uh, if if you really see what's going on with Najee, so again, a good keep, a real one of the really a top shelf, you know, a, a top option in fantasy. But they're guys who live in a stratosphere above that. And if you had to part with Najee Harris to to get them. I would consider it. I would absolutely consider it. Maybe even for Zeke. I could maybe even move on from Najee Harris for somebody like Zeke. Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco, one of my favorite rookies. Good, good player. Looked good again this last week. He's getting the volume. He's clearly the lead guy. Um, you know, again, but he doesn't live at the very, very top of the food chain. So I think there is there is a world where you can upgrade over Elijah Mitchell. So if you've got to part with him to do so uh, it stands to reason deandre swift coming off of 33 carries 160 yards this last week absolutely the biggest volume you could ever imagine for swift he's a player i really like um like him more than harris probably or at least in that same bucket with harris like him more than elijah mitchell he's a guy i'm in no rush to get out from underneath uh rest of season that said, I think if it's for one of the biggest names in fantasy, you know, Dalvin or Christian McCaffrey or maybe even a Zeke type or one of these Nick Chubbs that we mentioned earlier, I, you know, I think you can, I think you can consider uh, moving DeAndre Swift in that deal. I'm not in a rush to do it. I'm going to be very circumspect and careful. I'm going to analyze everything about it before I make that move. But if it's, if it's to get one of those top two or three players in all of fantasy, I think it's a gamble worth considering we want players on good teams and uh detroit is certainly not a good team david montgomery on a buy this week i don't know what his value is heading into a buy uh, i hate the bears i hate their offense he looked good in his return um i think people are kind of maybe excited about him at this point he totally regained uh, the backfield there if i needed to part with david montgomery to go after one of the uh you know, very, very top guys in the league, I would certainly consider it at this point. Uh, absolutely, I would. Now, we talked about Devontae Adams. Talked about Devontae Adams. It's going to take a very special offer to go after Devontae Adams. You're going to have to use a really, really big name. So, well, we're not in a rush to get rid of Stefan Diggs. He's been decent over the season. He finally had that alpha game this last week that everybody had been praying for. I think coming off the monster game with the big target share, uh, this is the best opportunity to try to to move him. And again, who would you move him for? There's very few players I would move him for, even if it's not going to be. I think we know that Diggs isn't going to be this year what he was last year. I think we do know that. But he's still a good player in a good situation, and he has that big game-winning upside in any given week so no rush to get rid of him but uh, if it's to go after Devonte adams or maybe even to go after like a tyreek hill i mean it's got to be after the one or two top guys anybody else we we're not we're, we're staying put on stefan diggs but if i own diggs i would see if i could use him to go after Devonte adams this week i think it's a real upgrade jamar chase cincinnati Bengals, very very good player again no rush to get out from underneath him. The target volume hasn't been there. We saw a little bit of regression the last few weeks. Hot name, very marketable. Great player to have on your squad down the stretch, but 
you know, if you can move him for somebody like a Devontae Adams, why not consider it? Why not consider it? There, again, is only going to be a one or two guys we're considering moving Jamar Chase for, and they got to be the most elite. They have to be the cream of the absolute crop. Um, but if that's what it took to get a deal like that done, if that was on the table, I'd do it in a New York minute. Hollywood Brown still got the big volume last week, even with Watkins back in and Bateman getting his targets and Mark Andrews doing his thing. Didn't have the big fantasy game, still had the targets. Hollywood Brown's been awesome on the season. I think he's still going to be good. Uh, But again, if we've got to use some big names to get some bigger names in return, Hollywood Brown, he's been great this season. Would not be disappointed to roster him and start him every week from here to the end of the season. But, uh, you know, if that's the kind of player you have to part with um, to bring home one of the biggest names in all of fantasy, I think you should consider it. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know, we were talking about buying Antonio Brown, the forgotten man there in Tampa. I think on the flip side of that, Mike Evans and Godwin have been producing recently. And we're, again, very happy to keep those guys. Those guys are great to have on your roster as you head towards the fantasy football playoffs, uh, especially connected to Tom Brady. That said, you know, can I go much of this? These elite wide receivers I'm talking about, this is almost exclusively to go after Devontae Adams. But once again, you know, if you had to give up Mike Evans or Chris Godwin to go after Devontae Adams, I think you would certainly want to consider it and just, you know, live with the results. You can sleep easy at night. When you make deals, you know, like that. I mean, can you take Chris Godwin and Antonio Gibson and get Devontae Adams? Like, I think you might be able to, something along those lines. And I would say the same goes with Debo Samuel, an absolute monster on the season. It's been an epic, legendary season for Debo. Uh, it's like a top three fantasy wide receiver. It's been monster after absolute monster. It's kind of hard to believe that it just continues and that this is just where we're at with Debo. And uh, it, it makes you a little bit restless to wonder, can he really, really keep this up? I think we have enough data on the season that we have to just assume, yes, he is a bona fide stud this year. Um, he, he's, he, he's absolutely the real deal. And there's, uh, we're, we're in no rush to get out from Debo Samuel because he truly is one of the elites of the elites this year. You know, it's still, it's, um, this is a recent occurrence for Debo Samuel. And I think, if I could get Devontae Adams in some kind of deal for a Debo Samuel, I would at least consider it. Or maybe like a Christian McCaffrey. You know, can you take a Debo Samuel and a Devontae Smith or a Debo Samuel and a Josh Jacobs or one of these type of guys? Debo Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Debo Samuel, and. Uh, you know, James Robinson, can you get yourself a McCaffrey, one of these dudes with him? I, I think you at least got a toy with the idea. And then speaking of toying with the idea, I think there are a few tight ends that if you're still looking to solve that problem here down the stretch, you can consider on the trade market uh, this week because that certainly would be a great position to solve um, here before our trade deadline it drops. And to kind of peace of mind, rest of season, I think you might be able to get that with Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, and TJ Hawkinson at the tight end position. All guys who I think are available in your fantasy football leagues at the moment. And I would encourage if you still have a need at tight end that you at least take a few moments to examine that. 
Well Roster Watch Nation, until next season, Godspeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.